0: hello there how are you i hope you have had a fabulous week um well for us the results are in and the boy did good uh, for those that weren't listening last week we had gcse results this past week and honestly i think i was more stressed with my son going getting his results than i was for my own and GCSEs, indeed O-levels, were a long time for me and so much so I can't actually remember going and getting my results. But um, yeah, he's done really well, very proud of him and we've been out to celebrate. But I was very aware that there were many stories of disappointed Some of his friends included disappointed young people, some of them due to maybe having a bad day, that they didn't perform as well as they could have done, Um, but some due to the change in the grade boundaries. And there have been many, many stories in the press, in the media, about how some really capable students will be frustrated because they haven't got the grades they wanted not due to their own performance, but because the grade boundaries are very different from last year. And this impacts people in different ways. Yes, it might mean that they don't get the college place they wanted. This has impacted a couple of my son's friends, but they haven't reached their expectations, maybe their personal expectations or the expectations put on them from those around them be that from their teachers from their parents and that or from themselves and that can have deep seated implications for confidence and self-worth going forwards so this really made me think about the pressure that exams and measuring people's capability with academic exams. It made me think about the pressure that it puts on us. And although we were celebrating, there were a lot of people that were having to rethink about the way they were going to approach things in the future. And one of my friend's shared a post by Jamie Oliver and he was saying that a lot of bright children are suffering with dyslexia and they are they will be frustrated by the results that they got because the education system does not play to their strengths and for me that's the phrase that stands out there playing to our strengths and I'll come back to that in a minute but he says you know don't let that define you the wider world is much more open to you coming at life in a slightly different way. You don't have to be conventional, but you must have the confidence to do it. And that school is only one part of life and embrace everyone's inner genius. And that comes in very different shapes and forms. And I thought that was a lovely piece that around you know you don't have to be conventional but you must have the confidence to do it and whether you're a young person or a not so young person I think this is such a great skill that we can all learn to embrace our inner genius And to have the confidence, not necessarily to do it in the conventional way, but have the confidence to do it in our way. And that's what I'd like to explore this week, because this is something that presents itself to me in different forms in my work on a day to day basis. It shows up in many different ways. And from my own personal experience, I was never the brightest. I was not academically gifted in any way, but I had to work hard and I realised that actually I was average, not just academically, you know, I wasn't great at sport. I was always at the bottom of the, uh, one of the last to be picked in rounders, but I worked hard and I realised that there was another way. And this is something that I realised quite early on in my career that if I was enthusiastic, if I showed up, if I used my skills of connection and communication and I developed those, if I used my empathy, then opportunities presented themselves to me. And if I had the confidence to follow up on those opportunities, I didn't let them pass me by, then more doors would open. And this is something I talk about with my clients on a regular basis, because it shows up in different ways for different people. So often, um, it's important to be able to articulate these, what did um, Jamie Oliver call them, these inner inner strengths. Um, He talked about we must be able to embrace our inner genius. But before we can even articulate these strengths, often the work really starts on recognising these strengths, recognising these traits as strengths. And often I have people sat in front of me Often it's women, but not always women that are presenting with imposter syndrome, with a lack of confidence, with a lack of self-worth, that they've been overlooked, that they don't think they're good enough. And this is because they have inherent characteristics that they don't recognise as strengths. They just see them as part of who they are. And they'll say, well, it's just what I do. It's just who I am. And it's only when we start to probe and I ask questions and share experiences that the realisation dawns that not everyone is the same. And those inherent natural skills are something that are part of your inner genius. Um, And it's about recognising that and then being able to frame those in a way and articulate them on day to day basis in a way that builds credibility and profile and becomes part of who you are and your personal brand. And there's different things here. You know, it might be your ability to connect. It might be your ability to make small talk. If you've ever talked to anybody who is incredibly introverted, then that ability to make small talk is something that they just really struggle with and see it as something that really is a challenge for them. Empathy, the people that have empathy in bucket loads, but don't realise that that is a strength, that is a skill, because they think it is just something that comes naturally to them. The ability to back yourself When you're unsure in a situation, to have that inner strength, inner confidence to say, yes, I'll give it a go. That is something that so few people recognise and celebrate in themselves. The resilience to get up when you've been knocked down. um, The resilience, um, not just the resilience, but the ability to recognise transferable skills and say, well, I do this in this part of my life. So I'm going to bring this into the workplace. There's so many different characteristics, behaviours that we have as individuals that may be unique to us. And you will have a unique mix of these and you will always be different to somebody else because of the experiences that you have lived, your lived experiences. That's what brings these strengths to us. It's just about taking the moment to reflect or work with a coach to talk about what and recognise what these strengths are and then learn to be able to articulate them through examples, through your values and weave them through your Narrative, your story that you tell on a day to day basis. But the flip side of this is another challenge that I see on a regular basis, and particularly when I'm working with my clients, but not always, not solely, but it, this often rears its head in professional services when I'm working with accountants or lawyers. And this is where they are highly competitive professions, careers, and it's the academics that people are measured on. And to get into university, to get that training contract, then the need to prove yourself at the highest level through the academics is key incredibly competitive. I was at an event um, a few weeks ago. I spoke at an event and there were 40 young lawyers in the room. And of those 40 young lawyers, only two of them had managed to secure a training contract. And these were really bright, um, engaging young people that had so much to offer beyond the academics but the career in law is so so competitive. And I was talking to somebody only this week uh, pre-getting the GCSE results, a friend of mine who was saying that her daughter's doing the rounds of universities at the moment and that they are actually doing away with the personal statements and somebody said, well, how will you? measure? How will you select the best candidates if you are not looking at this more holistic approach, looking at their personal statements? Because often, as we've said already, these candidates are all achieving high high grades and they said we'll just go for the highest grades we will not be looking at that more rounded person now that's another topic altogether but I think there is a real challenge there because there are some students out there that will achieve great things that will have gone out of their way to show up and achieve in different areas alongside the academics and I do believe that that should be recognised. Those additional skills are what we need in the workplace to get a diverse range of people. But as I say that's a, that's another podcast in itself isn't it? And the challenge that we get and the challenge that presents itself to me is that I see These people that have achieved so much have been incredibly successful, have been financially rewarded... They may have been promoted, they're achieving great things, but they come to a certain point when they are struggling maybe with their leadership style. They are struggling with business development, they are struggling with networking and in these specific areas they are falling short because these are these areas well, we need that connection. We need that empathy. We need to be able to influence people and inspire people. And this missing part of the puzzle are those human skills. I prefer to call them human skills, as Simon Sinek calls them, rather than soft skills. They, you know, often these people lack the self-awareness to even recognise that there are areas of their personality areas of their leadership style that they could benefit from developing often they lack the self-awareness and you know blame it on other people they don't see it as something that is worth developing this isn't everybody, of course, I just want to point that out. Many, many of my professional services uh, clients recognise the um, benefits of human skills and personal development. And it isn't just professional services, it's important to point out. But there is this other part of development that perhaps doesn't have the weight that academic development has. And whereas because of continued professional development, people will happily take the latest course on legislation, health and safety, whatever it may be in your world. But they may be reluctant to invest in their personal development, whether it is their presentation skills, whether it is great communication skills, whatever, or even coaching, whatever that may be. And this is actually not just an important part of um, developing great leaders. But it's also an opportunity for them to stand out. I was approached by a chap um, a few months ago now and I'd done some work with the organisation he worked for and some of the challenges that I've just talked about had become apparent that they had been incredibly successful and therefore they were struggling to recognised the need for development of these softer skills, these human skills and this chap had recognised that actually if he tapped into this resource, if he developed those skills greater and he was beginning to recognise that this was an area of his offering that perhaps wasn't as as good as the other areas that he could start to work on, he realised that that was an opportunity for him to stand out and that by investing in coaching, he was actually allowing himself to get ahead of the competition. So, I'm aware that there are many businesses out there and many individuals out there that of course that recognize the human skills and and often they are the people that I very privileged to get the opportunity to work with and that's wonderful because I don't have to sell Communication skills, I don't have to sell the benefits of personal branding. I don't have to sell the benefits of being able to communicate and connect with people. We can just work on self-awareness and developing those areas. The real challenge for me is when I'm brought in and there is that disconnect and there isn't the recognition of how important those behaviours those traits are and you know my final thought on this is that sometimes things don't go our way and as always I think it's worth just remembering that it's not the situation that influences the future it's how we react to it And I don't mean this in a glib way. It's not a case of, oh, well, I didn't get the results I wanted, but let's be positive about it. I think it is important to feel the pain for a short time, feel the discomfort, feel the disappointment. But that pity party can only last for so long. And I'm very keen and very aware of this in my own life. I'll let myself feel feel the disappointment But only for a very short space of time. And then at that point, it's about sitting and saying, okay, what can I do about this? What can I learn? What can I change going forward to ensure that I do things differently and that I get the results that I want next time? And I just want to leave you with a quote that I spotted this week that seems so relevant to this from John C. Maxwell. And he said, reinvention is the journey of self-discovery when you uncover the hidden gems within you. I think that sounds really exciting, doesn't it? And it's open to every one of us. So this week, take some time to reflect, as always, and just try and uncover some of those hidden gems. What is it that people say to you? How would people describe you? And make a note of those hidden traits that maybe you take for granted, but actually for somebody else, are the holy grail enjoy your week and i'll see you next time feeling inspired if you'd like to know more please visit my website at deborahogden.com where you can download your own personal brand action plan and if you've enjoyed this episode i'd love you to subscribe and share the podcast with your network Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.